I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. We are back. We are going to talk some... Sorry about that. It happens when Joe pops a beer sometimes. We are going to talk Bayheim's Army, and we're going to talk... Well... Basically, we're back because Joe forgot some stuff to say about football, and he regretted it. No, he re- that's not he, why. I he didn't regretted know, it. No, 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 that's yes. not why. Yeah, well, it's one reason. Well, I mean, you were the one that at the end of the show that was like, "Well, we're going to try to come back in between games." I right? always say so, we're going to. I always say we're going to try because when I say right. we'll be back, and then we're not. Something always happens. Yeah, but you said that. True that. <clears throat> before I you did. knew that I brought that up to you, so. Okay. <laughs> and then plus we won too, so you know, there's a couple different things. Yes, so. yes, yes. Uh Bayheim's army, uh hard fought uh battle with Heartfire. Sixty eight, sixty two, pull off the win late. Uh after it looks like they had it secured. But um nonetheless, we're here to talk about that. We will talk about Always a Brave, the Bradley alum team, who I hope Joe has some insight on because well, I don't know if one of the names sounds familiar to me at all. I, I want to think one of them maybe sounds familiar, but not exactly mm. a uh, follower of the Bradley squad. So uh, we'll play around with it. We'll get your thoughts. You'll get our thoughts. Uh, and as we enter our fifth season of mediocre coverage of Syracuse football, um, you know, Joe's got a little bit of stuff to tie some loose ends on. So... Um, why are you giving that look? You don't think you don't think it's mediocre or subpar? Oh, I didn't. That's not why. I oh, okay, that's what I thought. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Definitely all right, not so, why. All right, Joe. That that's 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 the transition to you. Oh, so gotcha. yes. See yeah. how this works. Going again. Right. Going into our fifth season of football, <laughs> dude still can't pick it up. It's fine. It's okay. I got to keep it mediocre, bro. Okay. Look, it's 
so there's there was a couple things that that came from the um, the one big thing that I wanted to mention that I completely forgot to from the ACC day was that we did um, kind of get the feeling that uh, Lee, Lee Pogba isn't going to be back. Um, yeah, we've had that feeling for whatever reason, right? Right. And there's been reasons and stuff like that. And uh, I guess he said something to Nate Mink, uh, Coach Babers being the he, that um, he's going to be announcing or making an announcement on that very shortly. So. Uh, it still might be a situation where we never really might know, but um, I think depending on where he ends up will tell us a lot. You know, I think um, and he obviously. What are the rumors? Uh, I mean, I heard somebody mention something. I think it was the with the locked on guys uh, for Syracuse uh, mentioned something about um, in his Twitter he had like scuba is like a location type thing or something like that, and that's in Mississippi, and that's a junior college or community college or something like that. So, um, you know, you can get suspended for breaking team rules, breaking university rules, uh, breaking the law. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. then there's, uh, academics that you can be suspended off of academics. So, um, there's those options and who knows if we're ever really going to find out, but I know that they were speculating that, um, that that's where he was going. And if he's going to a community college or something like that, or junior college, then I'm assuming that it, then it would be academics. But um, I don't know. We may never know. But um, I think uh, we'll know to, eventually. To me, it's no doubt that obviously yeah, he's just not going to be part of the team. So, which is rough because he's was one of the better recruits that we had, and he definitely showed promise. He was um, good linebacker in that room, and I mean, we st- it's still loaded in my opinion. But uh, that just would have kind of put the cherry on top cherry on top yeah so um and then also there's a couple things that came out uh, as far as like watch lists for national um awards uh sean tucker got put on the doak walker uh watch list taj harris got put on the bolitnikoff watch list and mikhail jones got put on the buckus watch list i think today yesterday um yesterday yeah so there's a couple things to look towards uh the media voted on the all a preseason ACC team Syracuse did not get anybody I don't think there's any surprise there I don't they only do the first team but I don't know what or who this came from I just remember seeing it so forgive me um, for not giving credit but I saw the projected um, standings finished standings for the ACC with Syracuse dead last so on their on their yeah. side of the conference yep. so yeah, that's and that was the last thing I was going to bring up is the fact that you know the whole just getting voted dead last in, in everything, um, in every aspect of everything. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Did you yeah, see the latest? So. Did you see the latest simulation between the orange and the flames? I I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those simulations are actually they're kind of entertaining. I'm not gonna lie, but um, you know, gotta have time to watch them. But um. Yeah, that's been interesting. I think we're one and three in that. No, two and two. So we lost thirty-eight twenty-four, I believe, to Liberty. Thirty-four twenty-eight. Thirty-four. Oh, and I the say? worst part about 30. it, yeah. yeah, it was thirty-four twenty-eight. Okay. And the worst part about it, I think that we were up twenty-eight to yeah, we didn't ten score going in the into the halftime. Half right. Yeah. So that so so far through that simulation. Um, for what it's worth, which is not much for what it's to me. worth. Yeah, I know. No, you can't. It's it's fun. You know, it's fun to speculate, whatever. But they beat Ohio, lost the Rutgers, um, beat 
uh, Albany and then lost to Liberty. And actually, last night he put uh, he made the change and put Garrett Schrader in as the starter. He was the starting quarterback over Devito. Oh, so looked good early, but yeah, he still got sacked a bunch nine and, times. Uh, yeah. So it's funny because it's like you see these things happening and it's like, God, this reminds me of them. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know almost I mean? like, like yeah. watching a replay of last year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're I mean, they're better, but it's still, you know, and I think we were better overall in that, too. So and it's, it's also, funny, but and it's also it's, fake. it's all for fun. And, yeah. you know, right. <clears throat> but uh, nobody knows, like we talked about, there's you you bring in up to like, what, 25 scholarship players, sometimes more. You had seniors that were allowed to stay. You had basically a wild, wild west free agent of the portal where you could go and no one sits out. Plus you had freshmen that were sitting out and redshirting and, and just getting better over one year. So um, there's so many players. I mean, you're talking about 85 scholarship guys on teams and there's every year you see injuries and guys that are redshirting and stuff like that, that like you don't know what they're going to end up. So it's so hard to predict which team's going to be good and which team's going to be bad um, because Injuries and depth have a lot to do with it, but nobody really looks. Those media guys don't look in depth to players that haven't even played yet and stuff like that. And then they just go by numbers of a recruiting class. So it is what it is. Um, it's all just speculation. And honestly, I don't mind it because that that disrespect kind of last time we got disrespected like that it was last year when we finished one and ten. Well, I mean, real life, but I'm saying preseason. Okay. We, last time I think we got we got chose to finish last the year that we went ten and three in Dungey. Okay, fair enough. The senior year, so uh, anything like, stuff like that is just gonna light fire under people's butts. You know those players that think that they should be mentioned in all ACC and and obviously been getting voted last. I mean that's motivation for anybody. All right, we will get into Bayheim's army first. We're gonna hear from the folks over at Spotify Green Room. Go there, please ios or android stores download the app all you need is a username an email and a password you get on there you can follow us at sean space Cuse militia or you can try to search Cuse militia either way you can follow us there you'll get notifications when we go live we are going to be doing our football and basketball fan feedback live as well as getting your stuff off of socials but we will try to sprinkle it in, depending on how many participants we can get. And you can get on there. Our last show, when we did one on Monday, we had Michael come on, and he 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 pretty much listened to the whole show live and came on two different segments. So you can you might be able to do that too. But go there to the iOS or Android stores, download that. You don't even have to just listen to us. You can do your own thing. Um, uh, Categories range from sports to politics to just pop culture to music to whatever you can think of. So go there. You can find the conversation. You can start the conversation. The Spotify Green Room app. Okay, Joe. Went into the locker room 38 ahead, 38 to 26, I should say. And um, they got it started well. They played really good for the first half. The third quarter was a little rough. Another... Um, and, and then the whole fourth quarter was tight, but we ended up squeaking it out. Obviously, you guys watched right. it uh, with a, what, 15, 16, 18 footer, something like that from uh, McCullough uh, to win the game. I think he had the last two buckets, actually. And, um, you know, another Kiefer Sykes, another, te- you know, technically non-orange guy 
go ahead and, and putting us on his back and carrying us through. Although DJ Kennedy did a great job too. And Tyrese Rice and DeAndre Kane, uh, they all did, they all did really good. Chris McCullough, uh, the other standout really for SU and, um, you know, Eric Devendorf, he did pretty good with six rebounds and six points. He was a little more mm-hmm. active. I think he had 13 minutes and, um, we we had a couple more turnovers this game, but it didn't feel like it. And right. the bench points were great for SU. I don't know what uh, – we had 34. I don't know what Heart, Heartfire had, but um, we exceeded them. 19. In, 19, okay. So, Joe, uh, like I said, these games, I don't think any one of them's a gimme. I think they're all going to be tough, uh, especially when, you know, you're playing against – you're playing with guys who you don't normally play with, and you're also playing against guys that you haven't really played against. So it's a it's right. a bring your best every game or get punched in the mouth type of tournament. And Syracuse energy or Syracuse Bayheim's Army's energy really to start the game <laughs> was night and day. For, I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, their energy was night and day to start this game <laughs> than it was to start their you know the first game that they had. And yeah. um, they're going to need that every night if they're going to contend for a championship, I believe. Um, well, we'll get into what happens next. But what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was going to say is that you just saw the energy and effort like straight from the beginning. Uh, guys were subbing in and they were just, you know, bringing it, you know, CJ Fair, seven points, four rebounds off the bench. I thought he played really well. Really, it's just it's the bench. If you can come in the, this tournament. Uh, and your bench can get 34 points, and you put in that same defensive effort, then uh, you're gonna have a really good chance. Especially if you're gonna, you know, out rebound the team. And then again, a lot of it just looks at, at effort. I mean, we had two more turnovers than them, but we we had 19 points off of turnovers to their seven. So um, you know, they didn't make our turnovers count as much as we made theirs count. And you know, everyone kind of stepped up. I mean, Andrew White didn't score. Malachi had one point, but. Kiefer Sykes came off the bench and played great, and you saw him in there at the end of the game. Uh, you saw Devendorf play a little bit more with 6.6 rebounds. Kennedy, 10.8 rebounds. Kane, 6.7 rebounds. I mean, they're distributing it all over the place. Uh, Tyrese Rice didn't have to – I think he only played 15 minutes in this game. So um, everyone's coming together. They, they look like they look like they've played – I mean, you could see and it's getting just better almost quarter to quarter and half to half with these with these guys and more people are more guys are getting confidence. And, and, you know, you don't see the arguing, you don't see the fighting for the shots and and stuff like that. They're helping each other off off the floor like they've been playing with each other for a whole season. So um, that's the kind of stuff that you like. And that's the stuff you got to You got to stay together. You got to stay positive. And uh, more than, you know, everything else, especially when you're playing uh, a game every other day for the first three rounds, uh, your bench has got to show up. So they did that. And, um, I mean, it was a great, great effort. I really wasn't – there was a couple times where I was like, okay, got close. But once we kind of started shutting down Tevin Mack and I, I just saw the, the way that we de- defended, you know, Jared Wilson frame and those guys um, and the way that we were getting rebounds and stuff, I was pretty, pretty confident that we were going to win them. Yeah, I had me hold my breath there for a little bit, and we'll get into some of that. But what can you say really about, and I mean, this is going to probably be a topic until um, they're pushed off the perch, and, and that's all of these all of these outside Syracuse players coming in and really stepping up. I mean, they're the players that Malachi Richardson had a big game, but, you know, you've got these guys. you got Rice who stepped up, and now Sykes stepped up. And, I mean, really – 
they all had a pretty decent game, all the outsiders, if you want to even call them that. And, and are we just going to knight them as, you know, Syracuse, right? So I think it was, you know, Dan Lyons had a tweet, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, something about the great, uh, the, the, leg- the Syracuse legend uh, Kiefer Sykes with, you know, XYZ. And it's just funny because, um, you know, that's how we treat, that's how, that's how Syracuse fans treat people they open arms all the time it doesn't matter where you're from at the end of the day um if you're going to be part of something like Bayheim's army then you're going to be you're going to be welcomed with open open arms and you're going to be part of the 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 syracuse family that's it hands down yeah i mean if they if they bring a championship to you know the Bayheim's army and devo and like all that stuff then I, i think then i mean i think a lot of fans will will do that unless they cross them in some point in the in the future, maybe on another team or something like that, and they end up coming back and playing against Bayhams Army or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows if this is one of those things where you know Syracuse fans will want them back next year? <laughs> Just look at them as part of the part of the Syracuse family, like you said. You know, so uh, we've had players that um, in the past that haven't played for Syracuse. It's just they weren't. The dominant player, uh, they kind of came off the bench and helped. You know, one or two. They weren't team players either. This is a more team-oriented team than than we've seen the past couple of years. Yeah, well, I mean, these guys are professionals. I mean, we brought in four guys that they were all in at the end of the game with Chris McCullough. Like, I mean, these these four guys, unlike the past when we let guys play, they might be the four best players on our team. <laughs> So, well, right. uh, that's, that's why it's a little different. And, uh, I mean, you're get used to seeing it because unless we're playing bigger guys where we can't go rice and Sykes at the end together, then, um, those guys are probably going to be on the floor at the end of the game. But, um, I like the, the rotations that they got now. I like how they got McCullough and, and Leiden split up, um, and, you know, Sykes and rice split up and how they sub the other guys. And like I said, I think, uh, Malachi Richardson didn't really need him this game, um, but you did see the defensive effort in there in the second half. Eric, I mean, that's the one thing is that everyone that's coming in and you see the effort, you see um, that they're trying, and uh, you have to play that defense. You have to play defense in this because as you as you've noticed through two games, and we haven't in the past, like these referees let these guys play. Right? Oh my gosh, I mean, that's many- an understatement. I mean, <laughs> dude, I saw two in a row grabbing the neck. Like tugging, and how many times did someone fall on the floor yesterday trying to make a layup and nothing got called? I mean, I can't even tell you. But I got to be honest. I know it's really frustrating for the players, and God forbid it gets out of control because that's how things get out of control. That's how tempers flare when you're not controlling a game. That's how it gets dangerous. Yep. But with that said, there's a fine line there. The refs are are they probably should reel it in. at least a little bit more. I think probably a little bit more than a little bit, but they are letting them play. It is way more exciting not to have a whistle every five seconds, but I think that the refs need to regroup a little bit and they need to keep the whistles just a little bit tighter because someone's going to turn around and get knocked up out. Right. I mean, it's only going to, no. And that's my thing is, is that as we get to this next round where there's only eight teams left and they're all, going to be very they all are 
most they're all going to be very talented teams. You get to that far in the tournament, all of them are are tough teams that have gone through those first tough three rounds. And um, yeah, that's it's it's only going to get worse from here. They got to real. They're, I think you're going to see it get reeled in when you get to the to the next rounds, deeper rounds, when you're getting closer to that money and uh, you got more talented uh, guys out there playing. Got more each talent. Other, so. You got more passion. They know how to. They everybody in this tournament knows they need to bring it. Just like uh, let's hear a little bit from you before we do. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? 
Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Um, remember, go to the iOS and Android stores, download the Spotify Green Room app, go there, enter your na- username, create a password, Get an email address. It's free. Go there. Follow us, Sean Space Cuse Militia, or you can just try Cuse Militia. And you can follow us there, and you can get notifications when we go live on that. You can get on this show. So iOS, Android stores, it's free. Go there. Download the Spotify Green Room app. We appreciate it. Uh, at MF Brightside, no time for zone or being soft in the TBT to the point I was just going to make while I was looking at his comment is that when you get to those eight teams, Joe, um, these these teams have been through it. They they're getting to what would be the elite eight or whatever. You can't call it that, of course, but whatever. Um, they know they need to be physical because it, that's the that's how you win in this tournament. Um, and 
you know, the the zone. It, it's not going to work here, right? I mean, I mean, they've tried it in the <laughs> they've tried it in the past, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't it's seem to kind of been them. difficult. Yeah. So. Well, then you bring four guys in that have never played Syracuse. Yeah, they played a little bit of zone the first game, but then I think they ditched it pretty fast. And uh, again, that's that's another thing that I like about this tournament and you know this time around with all these guys. Like these guys are playing man in your face. Like they're switching, and you know we've had players from Syracuse that I'm sure have gone professional and have had to to play man to man. So it's it's actually kind of nice and interesting to kind of watch some of these guys play you know like watching Devendorf play man to man like he did yesterday i was like damn i he's a low, i don't think i've ever seen this he's right? a low like, croucher too he's a low croucher ain't he he gets down with it he's got he's got to stay underneath people he knows <laughs> that that makes up for the speed yeah, i'm just i'm just saying like the wide just to stance, see some of those guys the, yeah the low see, wide see cj fair and some of these guys that we didn't get to see play man to man uh ever <laughs> right so that's a little interesting too yeah, um, at RBY2Z Day. That's the best I can do, Andrew. Sorry. It's pretty Q, good. Q, Q Sports has aged me more than my children. Yeah, I mean, you know, for whatever reason, I got nervous, but it's 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 not to the equivalent of a, of a Syracuse college basketball game for me. But it does – it gives you the same feel, and what would – a tournament B without two games that nutted up quick, and you is that hmm. is that a, is that a good is that a good term? That's not a good term, is it? Uh, I mean, uh, you think of you sure. can think of a better one. I mean, we can go with it. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, what would what would a tournament with Syracuse players be in it if you didn't if you weren't you know puckered up a little bit? So yeah, uh, you know, it, we we are all used to this, right? At Mahirio underscore ten, sheesh. DeAndre Kane is the man you want on your team. You have to love the effort. Good win. Yeah, like we mentioned, I mean, all those guys are, are those outsiders. You want to call them that. They're, they're giving it their all. Great win. Yeah. I, well, thought this was a, yeah. I, I thought this was a game, Joe, and I, I may have said it on here, but I definitely said it to you. This is a game I could see them losing um, with the talent yeah. that they had on Heartfire, even though Heartfire is inexperienced in the tournament. But – you know, they pulled oh, they off an talent, upset though, to get there. Sure. Yeah, definitely. They're definitely a talented team, and they're a tough team. Uh, just at the end of the day, I really, I mean, the defenders, like like I said, DeAndre Kane and DJ Kennedy um, and the, the point guards, I mean, their their defense was just so good against their main guys. Like, uh, yeah, you had Aaron Epps who hits a bunch of open shots, but nobody really expected that. Kevin Mack, we knew, was tough. He did the same thing in Clemson. He killed us when he was at Clemson. Um so, yeah, I mean, just to see that we played defense, we shut, shut down the right guys, and at the end of the day, they just didn't have enough uh, shot makers. They didn't, they didn't have enough guys to make, make shots at the end, but they're definitely a tough team, without a doubt. Um, at Cuse Waterboy, our buddy Tony, Syracuse basketball, all the addictive qualities of cocaine with lesser side effects. Hashtag take me to Krause. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Plus... I mean, they both make you want to smoke cigarettes, too, I think. At James Zuba, whoever this guy is, he says, yes, no, James. This is not how it works. You've been at this long enough to know how to answer this question, James. Stop it. Wait, he said yes? He said, all it. he said was th- uh, yes. He said yes. He's not doing it right. And he makes fun of everybody just, else for not playing. He just answered the right. question. 
Yeah, thoughts on the game. Yes. Okay, whatever. He's, he, you know, he's not all there. He's from Central Square. No. You got to be specific. Exa- Would well. you like to share <laughs> your comments from the game? Please yeah. share. Please share. What did you think of the game in more than one word? James Zuba, go. Yeah. At, uh, not at nothing. Joe P, our boy on Facebook. He's going to get the chair. I'm giving Joe P the chair. Giving Joe P the chair after James let me down. I remembered it was on. Missed game one because I'm an idiot. Okay. Uh, made me nervous in the third, fourth. Looked good on that. D in the man-to-man. Can't wait for them to keep improving and win the whole damn thing. You know, I'm beginning to think that this this is, is more of a possibility. So, of course, we saw this team being put together. And, of course, we're going to talk about this later down the road. But we saw this team being put together, and we're like, yeah, man, they're going for it. They're going for it. But you watch the first game, and it's shaky. You know, you watch the second game, it's a little better, a little, you know, got tightened up, whatever. But you want it all now. You taste two wins. This team tastes two wins. <laughs> they're, going in, they're going into the, the field of eight here, and they want it all. And, and That's, it's going to be total Hardfire was a much better team. Absolutely. Just an FYI. Yeah. yeah they so, were. and to see them come out and still play like that, uh, yeah. The first game, that team was just tough because they were big, they were physical, and they were going to play their, their butts off. And we were just trying to figure it out the first game, you know, and it's always the toughest one. But yesterday, they definitely were a more talented team. And, um, you know, again, the effort and rebounding, just getting it done. Yeah, by the way, um, we were out-rebounded. But in the last game we were Oh, excuse me. I'm looking at the wrong I'm looking at the wrong one. No. No, we were not out rebounding. So anyway, yeah, that's two games in a row. Not that it's a correlation to anything we've dealt with here this past basketball season, but I'm just saying. Right. Uh Gerald on Facebook. Non SU alums were much quicker and energetic, valuable additions to the team. Absolutely. We talked about it. Um great talent. All all of them guys. What? Four yeah. of them? So um, I, I mean, these four guys literally. I mean, I remember watching these. I, when I there was a couple I remember watching, but I, I got to be honest. I, was, man. I remember, I remember watching all four of them and thinking like I would have no problem with any of these guys playing for Syracuse. And this was in college, so um, yeah, it's exciting to to watch them play with former Syracuse teams without a doubt. Uh, last one, Alex, our good buddy Alex, Joe's kin. Rice didn't play sure. too well, but hit a big shot at the end. CJ played well in the first half, but it was sweet for Chris to hit the winner. Yeah, hitting the last two shots and hitting that corner, you know, 15 to 20 foot or whatever the hell it was. Um, probably more than 15, less than 20. Um, hitting that shot was, you know, money. He was great all game, I thought. And um, I'm just waiting for I'm waiting for Tyler Lydon, dude, to to step this up. Yeah. Whatever slump he's in to get to get over that and to step this up because McCullough's just I mean, you could have him on the floor the whole time at this point. Obviously. Yeah, you don't want I know. to. I mean, you don't want him to. And you I, in this type of tournament you need to get rest without a doubt. Uh you don't get the automatic timeouts and the Yeah. Sl- slower pace of a college basketball. Yeah, it's much it's faster. up and down. Yeah. It's I mean, it's up and down almost like a rec league game, but obviously with a lot of talented players. Um it's just I think really you saw the effort. You saw him kind of figure out, I think, rotations, and I think they're trying. They're starting to figure out who can play with who better. Um, but uh, if, if I had any criticism, really, it's just 
we got to work on um, getting being a little bit stronger with the ball down low, not as many turnovers. I mean, Hartfire had 11 steals. Uh, so we did play sloppy at times and um, and finishing around the basket. Uh, finishing around the is, basket is, is, is another one. I mean, those are really the two. I mean, we blow this team out if we just kind of make make a couple of the bunnies that we should have, just like the first game. So yeah. So uh, on to Bradley now. This will this game will be tomorrow night, Wednesday. If you're listening on Tuesday, it's Tuesday night, right? Bradley. Now. Yes, Bradley is going to be. We're always a brave. Did I say, I'm sorry, what's the difference? Always a brave. The Bradley alum team. By the way, first of all, two things to mention. This is a true alum team. They're all Bradley players. I think there was one transfer, but they played for Bradley. And also, mm-hmm. this is their home court. Right? Oh, we're, we're moving, though, aren't we? No. Oh, we had, they, they, this will be the last game there, won't it, in Indiana. So mm-hmm. this is their home court. No, tour. it's Illinois. Illinois, that's what I meant. No. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, the Illinois uh, side of the bracket or whatever. This is their home court. So, No, it was going to be them or House of Pain, right? Because that was one thing no. we didn't talk about was that House of Pain, they were the two seed in this bracket, and that was the uh, Illinois alumni. Remember when you're watching the first game and you're yes. like, oh, they're Syracuse fans, and then it's like, oh, no, those are Illinois fans. Yeah, but this um, is this is where they play. This is where uh, Always a Brave, the Bradley alum, this is where they oh, play. Oh, no. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that the number two seed that was the Illinois. Still a home uh, state advantage. At still, least. I mean, there was still a home state, and that's the more popular team. Uh, and there was a lot of fans in that stadium for Illinois. I mean, I'm sure at this point, with Bradley making it this far, or always a brave making it this far, uh, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more people there. So. Daryl Brown from Always a Brave, 5'10 point guard. He's the one that went off against uh, Jackson, Tennessee, underdogs. He was a game high, 18 points. Not a soul on the rest of the team, getting into double digits. Um, and he had six assists as well. So, uh, someone to watch out for, I guess. You know, just I did yeah. watch that game last night. I watched about three quarters of it. It started to get blown open. They won 70-50. to 50. So, yeah. um you know, with that said, obviously he's going to get the special attention. But who else on this team, Joe? T- tell me like I don't know. Tell me like I don't know. Okay? Who well, else on this team the, sh- should we look out for? Going back to the first game against the Chicago Hoopville Warriors, and they only won by two. Um, Daryl Brown still had a good game. Uh, the player of the game probably, though, was uh, forward Marcellus Somerville. He's six seven. Um and he had, I believe, it was something like 17 points and 13 rebounds. Uh, so that's definitely a guy that we're going to have to worry about, a guy that's, you know, that 6'7 range is probably going to be a DJ Kennedy, you know, on him or something like that. Um, and also uh, <clears throat> Patrick O'Brien is another one that you got to worry about. Um, he's a, almost a 7-footer, could possibly be, you know, 6'10", 6'11", 7-foot in that range. Uh and he was a former um, lottery pick from Bradley. There's a year where Bradley had a great year. Uh, they made it to the NCAA tournament, and he was a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. Uh, and um, didn't really work out that well for him in the NBA, but he's been successful overseas. And a guy like that being in this tournament um, is tough as well. And those are guys that are going to be down low and going to be battling us for those, to those boards. Um, so... That's going to be the two guys that I'm going to throw out there that are really, uh, 
you know, going to be difficult. But you already hit really the main one, uh, Daryl Brown Jr. It's it's tough to look at the second game and see where they got better because they beat a team by 20 and everybody played and everybody scored. Uh, but even in the first game against the Chicago um, team, nine uh, player, nine different players scored. So uh, and even when you look at the average minutes, it's like 20, 20, 22, 23. And then there's Daryl Brown Jr. at 31. So they're going to sub in, get the fresh legs out there. Like I said, they got a couple other guys that are um, that are bigger bodies, but they don't have the, the talent of Somerville or O'Brien. But, uh, yeah, you shut down Daryl Brown Jr. scoring. I mean, he's averaging 15 and a half points a game uh, with six assists. And so, I mean, he's leading uh, points, assists, and minutes for his team. He's going to be the main guy. And then, obviously, just those bigger guys uh, down low, just making sure that we don't get out-rebounded overall in the game. They're going to get theirs. They're going to get some blocks. They're going to get some rebounds. But we just got to keep that uh, total rebounds close. A, a scrappy team full of Bradley All-Stars. They're 10-3. and three all time in the tournament. They, they're, they're, you know, they're going to be, it could be a problem. Okay. Yeah. Now, well, then Bradley's had some good, like I said, they've had some good years. And even that one year, like one guy isn't always going to get you to the tournament and them playing in, uh, what is it? The Missouri Valley or something. That's not the, the, the most difficult mid major. You know I mean? It's a pretty tough mid majors, uh, conference to go through. So, and one person isn't going to get you to the tournament in that conference. And um, this is probably a makeup of a lot of that team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they have been playing good in 10 and 3. Uh, that's good. Uh, I don't think that this team is better than Heartfire when you look at the talent and whatever on the roster. Mm-hmm. But realistically, in these, I mean, you can look at big names, but it really, it just comes down to how they play together. And. Like you said, a team that's all Bradley, they probably all have played with each other one way or another. Or and ten and three in the tournament, you know that they've played in these tournaments before, so they have experience in it. So Yeah. They're um, probably a more they're a more gelled up team. And that's yeah. what could make them dangerous. Also, if I'm not trying to look ahead, I'm just giving you information. The winner if we get ahead, if we get ahead of <clears> yeah. always a brave, get by them, we'll play at two o'clock uh on saturday and that's when the venue changes so yes um and it goes to date so uh look and there's I, two talented teams that are playing that game as well so where where's that i'm saying the other side of our bracket oh yeah so, so. um i mean everybody that's left is a problem right yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll try to get back here, but tomorrow night at nine, of course, we got to get one of those. It's really tough. I wish that <laughs> you know, right? What would it, I know? What, it's what, gonna be. It's what would a Wednesday tough. night Syracuse basketball game be without it being on at nine o'clock at night? So yeah, right, uh, right, right on Hump Day, right? Yeah. So. Um, we get by them. We play Saturday. I wish we could have the seven o'clock game. That would be really awesome, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll take the two o'clock game if we can get it. So if they can put it together, I'll take any game on Saturday. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If they can put it together, game on Saturday. Yeah, that would be great. So I want to thank all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We'll try to get back here after 
the game sometime on Thursday if we can. If we can't, we'll see you next time. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.